Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Establish the Collection. I'm Cody Main, joined as always by my co-host with a, a beer in hand, it looks like, Gary Hartman. Gary, how's it going, buddy? Cody, it's good. It's good. I'm still letting myself go post-wedding. I, I'm telling myself February 1st, I'm going to get back on track with a healthy lifestyle, but uh, a couple more days of just eating and drinking whatever the hell I want, basically. But uh, I'm good, man. This is our Patrick Ewing episode, episode 33, a man near and dear to my heart. Uh, but I want to say, am, am, am I on the line with, with Cody Main, FSWA nominee uh, for Fantasy Writer of the Year? <laughs> um, because Mazel Tov, as my people would say to you, Cody Main, well, well, well deserved, as Levitan uh, said on his solo pod today, truly well deserved. Um, your your showdown articles are um, some of the nerdiest spreadsheet version stuff that happens <laughs> all year, and uh, so so well done, man! Congratulations, seriously. Uh, I really appreciate that. That's the greatest compliment I can get is is whenever Levitan calls me a showdown virgin, whenever anyone else yeah. picks that up and calls me a, a spreadsheet virgin, it's it just really uh, rings true. And yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. I, I obviously wasn't expecting it, um, but to get the notification start streaming through on Twitter, and then some of the names that I mentioned with you know Pat Mayo and and TJ Hernandez, really awesome. Uh, really cool just to to kind of be recognized the hard work and just grind you know as as you know as everyone that listens to this show and follows along with all the etr content we are just grinding our cocks off 24 7 365 yeah it was it was a great honor so uh really appreciate the folks at fswa and uh you know hopefully we can bring it home i honestly have no idea how this process works whatsoever i don't know if there's some sort of voting process or if they just uh you know choose a winner but uh regardless it's been a ton of fun we've got a few showdown slates left obviously the big one with the super bowl coming up but uh should be a ton of fun you mean the pro bowl you mean the pro bowl you were oh my god don't even get me started we can talk about the pro bowl uh on on an upcoming episode because there'll be some hobby names we can talk about we can tie all that together uh but man, Pro Bowl showdown. Episode. If you guys, if you guys really want to degen it up with a with a DFS content uh, and a DFS contest that has a ton of edge, uh, Pro Bowl showdown is where it's absolutely. at. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, no, really exciting stuff. If it is a voting process, we'll figure that out, and we'll uh, we will be pumping uh, the Cody Main votes in from the the ETR, the ETC community. Uh, but yeah, really exciting stuff. All right, and, and enough pumping, enough pumping of my bags here. We we had a massive, uh, a massive sporting weekend. Some might say one of the best ever. Hobby names galore. Uh, everyone was making noise. Social media was buzzing. Drama was in the air. Drama is still in the air. So Gary, what in the world's going on with F1 royalty, Lewis Hamilton? Yeah, man. So Lewis Hamilton. I mean, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about obviously the heartbreaking loss, maybe the Fugazi loss, if you will, uh, for Lewis Hamilton at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix when when Max Verstappen, uh, you know, for whether by hook or by crook, by by crook won the uh, you know drivers' championship. But since then, it has been radio silence from Lewis Hamilton. Uh, not a word uh, about anything. Um, and there's and you know basically what what does that do that. That starts speculation. Like any, um, it's kind of the opposite of what's going on with Tom Brady right now, where he's very vocal about the fact that, um, hey, I have a lot of thinking to do. Family's here, blah blah blah. Uh, people are drawing the same conclusions with Lewis Hamilton that, hey, maybe this is it for him. But because he's been so radio silent, um, you know, there, there's a lot of murmurs, a lot of rumblings. I personally don't think that's what's going on. But um, you know, the F1 is the F1 world is um, kind of like the NBA in the sense that it is a it is a reality show. It is uh, always drama filled, and it looks like this is um, the you know story that people seem to grasp onto. If you just Google Lewis Hamilton speculation, Lewis Hamilton quiet, whatever it is, you'll get a million articles. Um, but you know, it's worth bringing up because you know he's been with Mercedes since 2013, so we're going on 
like this will be his ninth or 10th season. He's obviously won, had won, you know, whatever, however many straight championships. Um, I don't think it would be any way for him to go out, uh, obviously coming on that loss. And I don't think he'd want to, but um, you know, it's possible that he knows that this next year's Mercedes car won't be as good. I don't think he wants to come back to a season knowing that he doesn't really have a chance to win. Now that's all speculation on, on anyone's part. No one really knows um, except the people in those buildings, what their expectations are out of the 2022 cars. But what we do know is that the regulations around them are expected to make parity in the sport um, really appear and, and make competition much more fierce. So um, if he doesn't think that Mercedes has the edge that they've had in the past, maybe it's something he really is thinking about. And if it is, um, obviously he still retires as the best driver of all time. Um, it opens up things for both Max Verstappen to really solidify himself as, you know, the alpha of the sport. But, but moreover, um, you know, I think it really it does interesting things for his, for his hard card hobby, because, you know, we talked about how this 2020 tops was really the first year of F1. And I mean, think about it, if it was a one and done for the goat, um, what that would do, it would make me really regret selling my one uh, high end if it was Hamilton card uh, is what it would do. But yeah, no, it's just something to monitor here. I'm not uh, buying it necessarily, um, but you know, definitely something to monitor as speculation runs rampant around Lewis Hamilton. And you don't want to go crazy overreacting by making speculative purchases or by you know selling uh, at this time with this type of stuff. But would be great news for everyone involved, really the three main parties involved, George Russell, Max Verstappen, and Lewis Hamilton, just with yeah. the, as you mentioned, the scarcity aspect with Hamilton's cards and then uh, kind of opening up the door for Verstappen, of course, and then this next generation with George Russell uh, and, you know, baby Lando, a guy that we talked about on previous podcasts. But it's coming up, man. Uh, March 18th, I believe, we're, we're getting underway with the Formula One racing calendar. Crazy, so crazy, it is yeah. topical. Uh, obviously, some some jokes uh, thrown in here just in the sense that uh, we can't we can't kick off a show without mentioning F1 with what happened in the NFL this weekend. But it is topical. F, uh, F1 is coming around the corner and just stuff to prepare for as we approach March and the racing calendar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, no, the thing I'll say there is uh, George Russell, man, it will be the guy that I think would benefit the most for stopping. It's kind of solidified. But if Russell's stepping into that A, you know, the A seat instead of the B seat mm -hmm. for Mercedes, um, already one of the best young drivers in the sport, but to uh, step up to the construction championships, uh, the Mercedes did win the, the construction championship, despite Max winning the driver's championship. Uh, they are, you know, considered the king of the sport still as from a team perspective, and he'd be the number one driver on that, you know, his rookie class in the first perennial uh, tops class. So, you know, I, I've, I'm very invested in George Russell. So, you know, I, I wouldn't complain from that perspective, but I don't want to see Lewis hang it up, man. He's not done. He needs to uh, come back and, and win a couple more championships because I know he has it in him. Not just as we're getting into the sport, we can't see one of the one of the sports best go away. So yes, hopefully Lewis comes back. Hopefully we get another fun racing season under our belts. But enough F one. We had an amazing, uh, a, a truly historic NFL divisional round weekend, kicking it off with Cincinnati at Tennessee. Probably um, the least exciting game of the weekend, I guess. But we had one of the hobby's biggest names advance to the AFC Championship. Uh, going to take on Patrick Mahomes, a guy that we'll get to here in a second. But, man, a uh, 1916 defensive struggle that uh, Evan McPherson uh, kind of came away as as the undisputed GOAT from that game. But Burrow's already seen some movement uh, off of the divisional round win and heading into an AFC Championship game this early into his career. His mo mosaic base PSA 10 is up a massive 124% over the last 30 days. Some higher-end stuff like his contender's rookie auto is up 73% during that same span. So just crazy i know gary this is a guy that you were recommending a lot this offseason a guy that you're holding a lot of right now um before we get into the game just real quick 
your stance on on where we are at with Joe Burrow. What are you personally doing with Joe Burrow? And is he ever going to come down from these hobby highs that we're at right now? Yeah, well, crazy to say that that was the worst game of the weekend, right? Yeah, right. We'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> plenty, dr- plenty of drama in that game yeah, uh, pl- as well. Yeah, plenty of drama in that game. A uh, lot of fun watching all four games. But yeah, man, um, really crazy. Really crazy that we came into the season with Justin Herbert being uh, the darling of the hobby, the the number one fantasy asset, the uh, the number one card asset from a quarterback perspective. And and uh, here we are heading into AFC Championship weekend, and and who else is there but the number one overall pick, uh, Joey B, uh, Joe Burrow, just you know cruising along, airing it out, crushed, sacked what eight or nine times, you know for yeah, tied times. playoff record, um, you know one of the only times that a team's had that many sacks and and, and didn't win, um, and just the resiliency, man, that's what I think people are drawing to him alone, aside from the fact that um, he's just got the goods and is a great quarterback, but. You know, he's a winner, man, just a winner. And I think for those reasons, yeah, of course, we'll see dips like any anything else with this stuff. But um, I think the Burrow uh, floor has been risen, has, has raised. And, um, you know, I think that's here to stay for sure. As far as what I'm doing with Joe Burrow, um, you know, I think you're in a pretty good spot if you have any Joe Burrow right now. You can really capitalize on this next week, um, sell out. I know, I you know, I, I talked about some of the stuff I did, I bought in the offseason. Uh, two of those cards were, you know, like the white select field level prisms out of 35. Um, you know, I saw a couple of them on eBay that I really just pictured and, and identified as undervalued cards. Was able to get them for around um, one for seventeen hundred, one for eighteen hundred. I had them up for four thousand dollars. One of them, I'm keep I'm planning on holding the other. Uh, I had them up one up for four thousand dollars, so it would have taken a nice you know fifty percent um, delta there, but. The second that game ended, I was starting getting offers right around that floor. And I was like, well, I think I can do better here. So I raised the price quickly, $1,000. So I have it up for five grand uh, right now on eBay, still getting offers um, around the price that I had it previously. But I'll let the speculation kind of run rampant a little bit heading into the game. And I'd expect to sell it um, sometime over the next week uh, around that price. So, you know, take the profit from my off-season buy and keep my other one. So that's where I'm at. Like, I'm selling some of my stuff. I'm holding the other because I think, um, you know, I don't want to – be left with no burrow in my, in my uh, pocket in case he somehow pulls out this win yeah. and it does never go down. Uh, I'm not expecting him to the way Mahomes is playing. Um, but I also do want to capitalize on the fact that we don't know the next time he'll be in the AFC championship. We don't know the next time Joe Burrow will have this much hype surrounding him. I'm confident that it's a very strong long-term investment. Yeah. Um, but um, I do want to, you know, kind of hedge, uh, uh, you know, play the middle here a little bit. We're uh, selling some, keeping some. I think that was my biggest takeaway with them coming out victorious this weekend. This this game, I, I did see them coming away victorious mm-hmm. against Tennessee. This next one, I'm not so sure about. They're seven-point road favorites going into Arrowhead against this, this absolute juggernaut in Kansas City who is going to be good on both sides of the ball, who I think can get after Joe Burrow once again. Uh, as you mentioned, nine sacks last week. Man, the the Tennessee Titans uh, defensive line just, to, just seemed to be in the backfield on every play. I think that what you're doing makes sense. You're, you're taking advantage of this natural hype heading into the AFC championship weekend. Hopefully you're able to sell that one. Hold on to the next one. Take, take profits off the table there. And then, man, I, I, do you, do you see them coming away victorious? We could talk about the matchup here in a second. Do you, do you see them coming away victorious? And, and if not, are we going to see that kind of that natural dip begin for burrow into the off season uh, as they get bounced? Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I, I would be hard pressed to, to see uh, them come away victorious in this matchup. Um, you know, especially it just feels destined for Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl again after yeah. that just battle that we'll talk about in a couple minutes here. Um, but, you know, in Arrowhead, it's a tall task. Um, 
you know, while Frank Clark and Chris Jones are are healthy, uh, you know, we we know that that's what's you know the the vulnerability of this Bengals team is that offensive line. You know, they're doing, Zach Taylor and crew are doing a very good job scheming stuff for Burrow to get the ball out when he has the opportunity to. Still figuring out ways with the speedy receivers to push the ball downfield even under pressure. Um, Burrow's doing a fantastic job creating time for himself when he can. Um, but you know what, what I what I, I do not expect him to win this week. Um, I don't expect to take massive dips no matter what because as I said, I think a floor has has risen here um, for Burrow. But you know it all depends on how it shakes out, and we'll talk about what happened with Josh Allen in a couple of minutes. But you know if you go out guns a blazing, um, and this game ends up being closer than expected, or if you know he really you know shows up on the biggest stage of his young career up to this point, uh, I would expect the market to reflect that um, and either stay stagnant. Um, if obviously if he pulls out a win, you know it's that thing's shooting up. So, you know, keep that in mind. It's a seven point dog. So whatever, you know, yeah. how, whatever, how, whatever chance you think there is there, you know, add that equation into your, your, your logic here with what to do with Burrow. But um, if he, if he loses and loses handedly and they lose like 30 to 12 or 20, whatever, 30 to 14 or something like that, um, I would expect a natural dip, just, you know, people who kind of uh, weren't able to capitalize as much as they were, you know, get off their positions a little bit heading into the off season, but it wouldn't be anything uh, major. Um, you know, I would expect it to stay around where it is right now, maybe just a little bit under. Right. Now, on the flip side of that, if he goes out and beats Patrick Mahomes and and, and takes yep. care of business against just whoever, insane. maybe, yeah, it's just we're never going to see these the prices moon. come back to earth. Yeah, and, then, um, and the other thing about that, then you have two weeks before the Super Bowl for people just to get yeah. so excited about grabbing Burrow yeah. and um, – you know, just, yeah, I mean, and the, that's the thing. This guy's in his second year. I mean, he was an, a little bit of an older rookie. Yeah, he's 25, I think, you yep. know, but that, but still, I mean, the, the, his whole entire career ahead of him, uh, as long as he stays healthy, hopefully, let's hope that he got his real catastrophic injury out of the way early in his career, knock yep. on wood. You know, I mean, uh, you know, sky's the limit. Let's get him some better offensive linemen this this offseason. Now, we all kind of gave them flack for for drafting Chase over Sewell or whatever it was last year. That yeah. was definitely the right decision. Right. And now, um, you know, let's get him some protection and let's let's see this thing keep going for him. I want to have some crazy battles of him and Herbert, kind of the same way we saw uh, Josh Allen and Mahomes go at it. Agreed. Uh, another defensive struggle on Saturday night, the first NFC divisional game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers, marred by special team blunders once again for the Packers. Unfortunately, uh, another matchup where a kicker came away as kind of the uh, game saver, if you will, in Robbie Gold. Uh, I think from from our perspective, what we're most focused on in this podcast, I am curious to see what this does to Rodgers' long-term legacy, right? If it will have a lasting impact on where he stands in the hobby. Four-time All-Pro, three-time MVP, likely got a fourth on the way, 10-time Pro Bowler, got the one Super Bowl ring, but now he's 11-10 and 10 in his playoff career. He's come up short time and time again. I do wonder, especially as this next crop of young, talented quarterbacks, mostly in the AFC, uh, take that next step. You've got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, as we just talked about. I wonder in 5, 10, 15, 20 years where we will think about Aaron Rodgers as as kind of his legacy in the hobby. Do you have any any immediate takeaways after they lose to San Francisco? Yeah, it's a fascinating thought. I mean, uh, you know, the thing on Rodgers' side here is that it seems like he's got a couple more seasons um, yeah. to take a shot at this thing because clearly two MVPs in a row here, you know, towards the back end of his career, um, you know, playing as, as well as he ever has. So no reason to think that his skills are going anywhere. Um, but, you know, let's not forget all the off-field stuff that I think some turn some people off if you're just kind of looking for differentiators and reasons to buy or sell. And that's, you know, then not taking into account everything you've just said, which is just there's no denying the fact that he's come up short in the playoffs or the majority of his career. Now, thank God he has the one ring um, because if he didn't, 
we'd be looking at this as Charles Barkley, as Dan Marino, you know, yeah. a totally different um, stratosphere. We don't need to have that conversation because he does have the one ring. But, you know, his stuff has dipped, uh, you know, since since Sunday. Uh, if you just look at his base 2005 tops, which is a pop of 2,200, it's a pretty good uh, indicator of his market. That is down twenty, almost 20%, 19.3% um, over the last two weeks on 33 sales. So, um, you know, and you see really in the last week is where it's taken the big dip. Uh, started a couple weeks ago at almost $1,100, $1,200 card down to uh, what card ladder value is at $797 now. So a real dip there. Um, not surprised. I think it's a decent time to pick up Burrow. Uh, sorry, Burrow. We were just talking about Burrow. I think it's a decent time to pick up Rodgers as we're heading into his offseason here. But again, similar to some of like we talked about the NBA trade candidate type of windows here. Got to be careful. Yeah. Um, that we, we, you know, his, his name's about to pop up in the news really, really quickly. If, if news starts rumbling that he's quarterback in the Broncos team this coming year or something with all those weapons, with a new coach and all, everything going on there, I think we see a media bump back into, uh, some of the numbers, maybe not what we were seeing two weeks ago, but maybe we're seeing a week ago, somewhere in between, um, the 800 and 1200 range for this 2005 tops PSA 10 card. So, um, I do think you got a nice little window here though, where we're going to still see this dip, uh, I think a little bit further. So, but long-term to answer your question, um, I don't think it's, I think it's still pretty safe stuff. Um, you know, one of the top five or 10 quarterbacks of all time, no matter how you shake this out. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think people can talk too much about the playoff failures because he does have the play at the ring. Like when we're talking legacy right. and he puts on that gold jacket, I don't think it's going to be something that is brought up too much. So, um, you know, I think if you're looking at this investment, if it's a PC thing, if you love Aaron Rodgers, I think you're still feeling pretty safe. You mentioned going to Denver, and that'll be the offseason story. Uh, it's going to drive a lot of the uh, offseason buzz around where he lands. I... Maybe this is a hot take, and I don't want to get into any you know uh, classic sports radio type stuff. But I think it's it's best if he stays in Green Bay. Now, mm-hmm. I, do. I mean, we just mentioned all those AFC quarterbacks. Uh, you want you want to face Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow uh, when you when you know you have uh, potentially Tom Brady out, as we'll talk about in a second here. But you got Matt, Matthew Stafford and Jimmy Garoppolo and some of these guys that just necessarily aren't competing on the level that these AFC quarterbacks are. If you go to if you go to Denver, then you're competing with two uh, quarterbacks who are immediately on your level in Patrick Mahomes and and Justin Herbert. I just think from a uh, trying to get another ring perspective, I think Rodgers is best served staying in that division that he can win uh, year in and year out. Yeah, not to mention, I mean, it was really the special teams that left him down this past weekend, right? I mean, um, you know, they had one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, Denver can have a pretty good defense too, but um, we like Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton just fine, but are any of them Devontae Adams? Like, you know, he has that built-in connection right there with maybe the best or or two, number two or number three receiver in the league. Um, You know, it's a a risky move to to leave with that infrastructure that's set up with there with LaFleur and and all the success they've had. Now, they haven't been able to get over the hump. but yeah, I'm with you. If I if I'm him, I'm staying put. Um, you know, you, you compete again for one of those regular season MVPs again next year, and then <laughs> you know, to take another shot at this playoff thing. Uh, you know, hopefully they they fix their special teams. Um, you know, figure out some some new strategies for the playoffs and and take another stab at it. That's what I'm doing if I'm him. All right, move on to Sunday, which is where the the, the real fun begins. And my God, Tom Brady almost did it again. Down 27 to three at one point, Brady with some witchcraft or wizardry or whatever it was. Well, the Bucks back. Yeah, he's he cursed Cam Akers. Yeah, something, something unreal, like unreal, <laughs> unreal stuff yeah. that he's on the sidelines and somehow Cam Akers fumbles. And, and yeah. all you can think about was, yeah, that was Brady. That was Brady. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 42 seconds was all it took, though, for Matthew Stafford to drive him down the field, get Matt Gay in a field goal range. Matt Gay puts it through. Uh, I think the storyline here, before we talk about Brady, uh, a guy that you mentioned in the offseason along. Uh, in the same vein as someone like Ryan Tannehill, one of these vets that just necessarily hasn't gotten the Javi Love 
for whatever reason. Stafford obviously playing in Detroit, not having much playoff success, but finally, finally getting his flowers. 366 yards, two TDs. Uh, he'll take on the aforementioned 49ers for the third time this year in the NFC Championship game. First of all, what do you make of his performance and, and where are we at with Matthew Stafford's hobby value? Yeah, he's looked really good for a couple of weeks now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, our, our friend Adam Levitan was saying on his pod today or, or with Silva, you know, whenever he really throws the ball like 30 plus times, he's going to be able to put up his numbers, especially in softer matchups. Like we know how that's how you beat the Bucs. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, really good thing. This is exactly what we speculated in the offseason. It's coming to coming to uh, fruition here. We said, hey, you know, he's he's in the best situation he's been in. The Rams have maybe one of the ta- most talented rosters in football. No reason to th- think he can't finally make a run. And that's what we, we're, we're seeing here. He's going to play in his first uh, championship game next weekend. Um, and I think that's really good for, for his uh, market. Um, I don't know how sustainable this is long term, depending on what happens this week. Now, um, I think the Rams... What do you know? What they're favored by? There, it's got to be a couple. I think they're three, three and a half. Three and a half. That sounds. They're technically right. at home, but do do the Rams ever play a home game in right. SoFi Stadium? Right. <laughs> Maybe um, if they don't sell tickets, which they're apparently trying to do, uh, yeah. not selling tickets outside of a hundred mile radius. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if right. they get a home field advantage. But yeah, they're. I think they're favored by three and a half over the. Yeah, and the Niners weekend. travel well, obviously, and yeah. it's you know in state and everything like that. But um, yeah, I mean, but we're seeing it. I mean, so you know, same card we were just talking about with Rogers, just a couple of years later, the 09 paper tops. Pop of 139, um, seven sales over the last two weeks, 75% growth. I mean, that thing started at $200 two weeks yeah. ago. Uh, now almost uh, has peaked around 360, 370. Uh, so, you know, I'm surprised to see that. Um, you know, I think I, I would not be surprised to see the Rams win this game in mm-hmm. any way, you know, in any way, uh, especially the way Jimmy Garoppolo is, is struggling here a little bit. Um, and, you know, I don't see why this can't be a really strong investment piece now moving forward. Because the second that a ring is won, if he is able to pull that off, uh, this enters a different stratosphere. So um, what you can do if you have if you have Stafford stuff, um, I think it could continue to buy even at these increases. Um, and then, you know, play the win for this coming week. And then you speculate all leading up to the Super Bowl. You got two weeks to yeah. probably make some quick profit there. So uh, if you're confident in the Rams this week, uh, I think that's a pretty good play. Um, yes, happy for Stafford, though. Good, 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 good overall there. Um, my only concern as far as a performance perspective is we we're just talking about him putting up those fantasy type numbers in games that they have to throw and game environments that they have to throw. Um, the Niners are going to want to run the ball in this game. You know, what if pace plays down here? Um, what if this game plays under? What if he has to only throw the ball? 18 times 20 times um but if he only puts up 180 yards and, and two touchdowns nothing crazy you know that's kind of what be my concern is if what if he doesn't show out on the big stage from a statistical perspective um you know does that hurt it at all i i, I wouldn't you know i think if they win the game he's, he's probably okay but just something to keep in keep in mind yeah much more so than the the Bengals chiefs game i think this game uh, is more likely to turn into to a rock fight right where we don't yeah. see much fantasy value not many fireworks but again they're advancing to the Super Bowl, you're going to see some uh, a nice little bump in Stafford's market. Yeah. I am curious more long term. I still think, uh, and, and of course, a ring would go a long way to helping solidify any sort of uh, Hall of Fame case. Do you think he's outside looking in and, and the Hall of Fame long term value? I think he's still got a, a ways to go, but he still has some some playing time left in his career. Obviously, getting getting that first ring under his belt would go a long way in, in, in helping build a Hall of Fame campaign. Where are we at with like long term? hobby value if Matthew Stafford is or is not Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, so let's see. The PFR, uh, Pro Football Reference Hall of Fame monitor, has him at uh, almost 60 
Um, the average Hall of Fame quarterback is 104. So you're on to something. Um, he is not necessarily there yet. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him get in. I think these guys, because at the end of the day, um, he's going to be what, like, if he, as long as he goes another four or five seasons even, he'll be top 10 to 15 in most major passing categories. Mm-hmm. If he makes a Super Bowl, uh, if he ends up in that thing and he at least makes a Super Bowl, uh, I think he would be strongly considered. If he wins one, I think it puts him over the top. So I, I would expect him to get in still. Um, you know, and theoretically tied to McVeigh and Cup and maybe Beckham yeah. if they resign. And this this offense, this nucleus in Los Angeles, as much of that as they can numbers. keep together, put up big, big numbers over yeah. the next couple of years. He can compile stats and still compete for championships, I think. Yep. Yep. Just about staying healthy for him as he gets older. Obviously, he struggled a little bit with health uh, at yeah. times this season. But uh, yeah, I'm not too worried about that. I think that I think that's just another feather in his cap as far as long term value, because, um, you know, I think that is still the trajectory for him. Um, you know, even if it ends up being borderline, I would expect that to be the trajectory. Um, sorry, we, I just heard someone at the door. Hey, go ahead. Sorry. We should mention Cup too. Uh, we forgot yes. to mention Jamar Chase yeah, as another hobby Cup. name, but uh, Cup. Obviously, this is a massive outlier. I, I don't I haven't even looked at offensive player of the year. Is he going to win offensive player yeah, of the I year? I would imagine player. he's yes, going to run away yeah. with that. Um, yeah, he, he he has to. What the hell were but, the Bucks doing? How how did that play happen? Like, how, I honestly don't understand how you let him get straight down the seam. Like, crazy, like that. crazy. I, I really don't understand. I happen to be on the road. Funny, funny aside here. I happen to be on the road um, as that game was closing out, thinking like, you know, this thing's over with. It was 27 to 3 when I left the house. And my brother-in-law texts me and says, uh, he's, he did it again. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I pull up ESPN and sure shit, it's 27, 27. And I just texted him. I effing hate Tom Brady <laughs> watching him do it again. I, again, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was so excited for Stafford. Uh, and then, you know, uh, he pulls it off. Uh, Stafford pulls it off, hits cup down the seam, massive, massive play gets him in range. So just incredible. But on the, on the cup front, uh, you could have purchased his 2017 silver PSA 10 as cheap as $87 Amazing. right as the season was kicking off again, obvious outlier, massive, massive outlier. You're never going to see this type of uh, performance again, especially from someone as cheap as cup was. But that same card just sold for four hundred and fifteen dollars. Yep. You know, so we we are seeing this, and we don't think that these are long term investments. I, I wouldn't be investing in Cup for long term outside of just having him for a PC. But you know, cool three hundred seventy seven percent ROI on somebody like Cooper Cup. If you can make these off season buys on uh, undervalued fantasy assets, undervalued guys that put up massive, massive yeah. numbers, and then they make this type of run to boot. Yeah, I think you can make uh, some quick profits. Just understand uh, what your investment timeline is, I think would be the biggest uh, story here. Like if you're if you're buying Jonathan Taylor, you're not not buying Jonathan Taylor to hold for 10 years, right? No. You're, you're hopefully buying to flip at some point in season. Yep. And yeah, you I mean, some of these guys you could do in, in bulk. I mean, the cup card, you know, obviously it was, it was silver only that year. Yeah. So like the pop on those aren't crazy, but uh, 217 pop on that card. If you were able to pick up 10 or 15 in the off season at, at 80 bucks a pop, you know, look what you're, you're sitting pretty yeah. uh, right now with some real profits, but yeah, it hasn't done much over the last week because it's up so high already. Um, <laughs> you know, I would expect this card to have a little bit more room though, if they, if they had their heading to a Super Bowl. So uh, crazy, just absolutely crazy uh, on the cup front. No just just to hop back to uh, the Jamar, Jamar Chase and the Bengals real quick before we move on to uh, the bell of the ball the bell of the ball last weekend. I mean Jamar Chase is there's not a whole lot of product out. I know Mosaic is out now. We we talked with Smith. I know Al Smizzle is ripping through a lot of Mosaic product, and I think uh, Immaculate is out or or just dropped recently, right? But uh, just kind of keep an eye an eye on this Kaboom card from Absolute. The numbers on this thing are are absolutely insane. Uh, of late we're starting to see jamar chase's kaboom go for 
dollars $900, $1,000 raw, which I think is just crazy. So uh, again, just some love for the skill position players. If you can identify them, uh, get in on them early. And then uh, whether you're holding on for a, a big season like Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup had or just flipping for quick profits, but we are seeing a little bit more hobby love for this, for some of these guys. Yeah, uh, absolutely true. Um, and while we're backpedaling quickly, uh, I just think Jimmy Garoppolo is a worthy conversation. Do you, do you think the Niners? <laughs> do you think the Niners have a chance um, this weekend? Uh, I had the tweet a couple of days ago, maybe uh, a week ago now, that uh, I had no interest in betting on a team with guys with as much swag as a left tackle in Trent Williams, uh, Debo Samuel, the the greatest wide receiver slash running back in the league right now, just just uh, uh, an absolute baller, and then. Mike McDaniel, who is the coolest guy in the NFL right now, the Chiefs. Offense, or, excuse I, I me. Did a, you know, it's so funny you say that. I did a Mike McDaniel like YouTube dive today on his interviews oh, and he's stuff. The, he's I, the I, best. Never, I had never done it. I didn't realize he's like this complete young stoner, like nerd guy. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, the thing uh, is, he, he, he not only looks just like Levitan, but he, he sounds and acts <laughs> just like him too. So it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, uh, that's great. But no, 49ers offensive coordinator, Mike McDaniel. I, I have no interest in betting against this team, but there's no way in hell they go on the road again and beat matthew stafford sean mcveigh odo beckham cooper cup uh all of those pieces on the defensive side with jimmy garoppolo for a third time this season i just i just don't see it happening i just don't see it happening i'm with you um talk talk to me about jimmy garoppolo yeah no all i would say is like you know it's still not very high um so (laughs) like if you like i mean they are a hot team there's no doubt about it they're winning in spite uh, of of garoppolo you know that is also very true um but if you think they do get to the super bowl and this guy has to say maybe a chance at a a repeat uh redemption again from the two you know super bowl a couple years ago uh with the chiefs or something like that um and he has two weeks to get healthy and all he needs to do is make enough big plays and he gets a ring on his finger yeah it was probably still in spite of him and because of mike shanahan everything but like that but at that point you know, the guy's market's going to go up. So if you want to try to buy in bulk right now, that's what I would be doing. That's what would be my play. Like I'd yeah. be buying like lots of like hundred dollars, hundred tops, Chrome Garoppolo's stuff like that. You know, you could find some stuff like that for like a hundred bucks and just like, see if any of them look good enough to grade. Like you could, you know, that's the play I'd be making um, for someone like that. Cause it's not often that you got to have that kind of play for one of the final four quarterbacks left. I guess if it was like Blake Bortles a couple of years ago, you probably could have, uh, it didn't work out so great for that. But yeah, I mean, that's the play I would be making, but I'm not, I'm with you. I don't think there's any real chance. Well, just, just quick on that too. We're in such an echo chamber with fantasy Twitter and DFS Twitter. Like everyone in our circle hates Jimmy Garoppolo. Like no one's excited about this guy. Every time, I mean, I watching that game against Green Bay, every time he threw the ball outside the numbers, I was just like, holy God, that's a pick six waiting yep. to happen. Yep, totally. You know, so I don't think they're ever going to win because of Jimmy Garoppolo, but if he's a super winning quarterback, you know, he, he low key has a little bit of swag to him, you know, like oh, he's uh, confident. He's confident. He's confident as all hell. Obviously, good looking. We know that about him. Sexy, oh, sexy my individual. God. Cody, I just a <laughs> sidebar here. My wife um, had oh, never no. seen Jimmy Garoppolo before like two weeks ago, or at least she never realized she did because uh, sports are on all the time and she's not paying attention <laughs> at all. We were at my uh, my sister's. And so we were all watching, you know, the, the first round, the wild card weekend. And um, she has never been more obsessed with an athlete in uh, her entire <laughs> life. I mean, true true like thinks he is the most attractive person that's ever walked this earth uh, makes me feel real good about myself every time uh he's on so when i told her that he's still alive for next weekend she's very happy um that maybe she gets to have another glance at, at jimmy g but yeah i mean definitely has the confidence the swag and the looks that that's for sure ha- happy honeymoon phase to you yeah, your, right. your wife is already drooling over other men that's yes, just how that's exactly. just how married that's just how married life goes exactly but I, the, the uh running up to robbie gold and saying f the packers and the, he, yeah. the thing about him is if you are betting on his card market he 
if he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, he's undoubtedly going to have some press game, uh, some post game press conference quotes uh, that get circulated. The the air, the hype, the you know whatever it may be around just his persona. As much as the the DFS and, and Twitter world, our little world, seem to to dislike this guy, uh, you're going to see the news cycle on Jimmy Garoppolo get pretty hot. Yep, absolutely, very true. Um, I had a card here I was going to show. I don't know where it is. I got like a stained glass from last year's prison of Jimmy Garoppolo that I just <laughs> have out ready That's, to make make some moves on if he somehow pulls it out. But like it's only a forty dollar card right now, so I'm not. But that like, that card is going to have to immediately go into your wife's PC. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Maybe that's just her next birthday gift or something like go. that. Oh there yeah, here go. we go. Here it is. Stained glass, Jimmy G. Um, that is a good looking card. Yeah, these cards are awesome. I got the yeah. Holmes one of this too. You know, I, I have some other stuff that I'm ready to sell too. Like when when Nick Bosa makes some sacks, I got some like blue prism yeah. stuff. These are like 15, 20 buck cards, whatever it is. But you know, I'm ready to make the moves before before this weekend. Um, so yeah, and that's what you got to do. But yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be. I think it'll be a pretty fun game actually. Where I think I would expect the Rams to uh, to come out on top though. All right, we went we went long enough because if the Saturday games were 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 pre dinner drinks and the the early Sunday game was an appetizer, this nightcap was was the main course. It was the dessert. It was everything we could have ever asked for with this Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes showdown. Uh, I don't even know where to begin with the game because the game was was a bit of a snooze fest early. Uh, not much happening. Looked like it was going to trend under uh, early on, and then in the last. I don't know, two minutes in overtime, there were 100 points scored and each quarterback threw for 500 yards and 10 touchdowns. And our boy, if you're following along on YouTube, uh, a guy that helped <laughs> propel Gary to a 10th place finish in the the four-game millionaire maker, uh, Gabe Davis, man. Gabe Davis went absolutely nuts, went eight yep. for 201 and four, I believe. Anyway, this this game is just so insane that I don't even know where to begin with it. Well, that's it. That's um, where you begin. You uh, you say Josh Allen, who Patrick Mahomes, who uh, invest in Gabriel Davis. He is the next Jerry <laughs> Rice. Um, you're it is the safest investment as they could come. Best best player in the league. Uh, no, nah, I'm just messing around. But shout out to me for flag planting Gabe Davis on on established million. That was fun. Such um, a sick flag plant. Came in at like seven percent owned in yeah, the in the million. Just, just crazy, crazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I mean, I mean, everyone's saying it. You talk about sounding like sports radio host, but yeah. is, is it hyperbolic to say it was the best game you've ever seen? Because it was the best game I've ever, I've ever seen. It's um, the best game I have ever seen. I'm yeah. I'm young, and my football knowledge, as we've frequently discussed on this podcast, is is very uh, doesn't go back very far. But this was the best game that I've ever seen by far. Yeah, by far. me too, me too, by far. And um, and that is you know uh, proven forward by the fact that um, Josh Allen loses this game. Uh, yeah. Uh, and what would have been, you know, uh, either of them would have been totally worthy in advancing to have a chance to really make the Super Bowl here. And his car market spikes, um, you know, very rare feat you see in the hobby coming off a loss. I'm sure Gabriel Davis has also um, went up a little bit the next day. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Josh Allen, um, I mean, what a performance, man. Just like gutsy as all hell. Um, you know, we talk about his base PSA 10. You know, so that was, you know, pop of almost 1300 now rising. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen, we don't see the crazy pops on that 2018 just because, um, you know, it was before um, they were crazy printing for NFL for Prism. Basketball, they started to that year, but for, for football, they didn't as much. So that's why it's only around 1300, not too crazy. Um, but yeah, man, just even over the last couple of days, um, you know, sp spiked all the way up to almost $700. It's a car that had been sitting in that mid-$500 range uh, yeah. heading into the playoffs. So, 
yeah, um, you know, good for good for Josh Allen. Really, really, you know, I, I, you know, we'll talk about let's let's talk about the conversation. We'll, then we'll do a, give me two minutes on my Giants and you know, hoping to get some of uh, yeah. you know Josh Allen's play callers uh, heading my way. But um, you know, I don't think it matters who's calling plays for him. If it's Brian Dable, if it's Ken Dorsey, or or if it's uh, somebody else entirely, um, you know, Gabe Davis is around, Steph Diggs is around. Dawson Knox is around. Um, offensive line solid. Still one of the best defenses in football. A shame they had to go out this way, but at least it wasn't one of the best games of all time. And Josh Allen, my friends, is here to stay. Um, you know, one of the best investments you can have in the sport. Nothing much else to say there. Yeah, just uh, up across the board everywhere. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, it uh, doesn't matter. High end, low end, mid tier. We had even gotten to the point where we moved away uh, even talking about the base stuff, but his base stuff being up after yep. getting bounced is absolutely crazy. His uh, Silver Prism Auto is up 7% since getting bounced is it i have that card yeah up um, to uh P- in a psa 10 rookie autograph silver is up to 4300 last sold up seven percent oh hell yeah that's great for me so I, I i actually hit that card on a break this season i, I oh, went wow. to um I, I i split a uh prism 2017 hobby box with one nice. other guy on a break um and we basically drafted teams and he this was like right at the beginning of the season and so before baker was complete dust oh, um wow. and he's a browns fan so you basically said to me before, like, I'll take the Browns. You could take, you pick whichever of the other big quarterbacks. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take the Bills. Um, <laughs> and, and, um, and he's like, and then we'll draft the rest of this team. So, like, I think he ended oh, up getting Lamar, but like, I don't care. I have Josh Allen. So, yeah, Josh uh, Allen. And then, yeah, exactly. and then I hit, I hit this silver, uh, auto out of there. So I haven't graded it yet, but glad to know if it does. It looks good to me. So, if it grades, it's a $4,400 card almost. That's, that's, uh, yeah, music to my ears. Yeah. I think, and you mentioned this with Burrow a little bit too. Like, if these guys go out, uh, you know, in a blazing glory, and especially once you reach this stratosphere, uh, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow is quickly approaching this tier. Not quite there yet. But if you go out in this blazing glory in the playoffs against Patrick Mahomes and it's this, you know, 42 to 36 battle and and everyone's tuned in for it, you're not going to see the markets dip much. And there might be some natural ebb and flow throughout the offseason with Josh Allen. Um, but but I wouldn't be shocked for the, for this thing just to level off and start to pick back up next year. And even if Dable leaves, uh, you know, I think that they've got the pieces to keep this train rolling. The, the one thing that I think you could say and, and talk about being a little bit sports radio-y, uh, I just hope that, that this Josh Allen and this Bills team is not snake bit and just runs into this Patrick Mahomes buzzsaw for the yeah. entirety of his career because that would just be a travesty if we don't see Josh Allen in a Super Bowl. No, I think it'll be one of those great heavyweight, you know, fights yeah. where where both guys get their wins. You know, I, I really do think so. Like, I, I think we'll see more of this, and I really hope we do, whether it's divisional round, wildcard round, championship round. I think yeah. we'll see it uh, quite a bit, this matchup. The same way I was, you know, I th- I really do think these four guys, you know, um, the two of them and Herbert and, and Burrow, as long as they they get the real infrastructure there in, in, in L.A. For, for for Herbert to finally stop, you know, fooling around with all that Chargers nonsense. Um you know, I, I think it's these four guys just kind of shuffling the, the decks back and forth, um, you know, with each other for 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 uh, different AFC appearances for a long time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this this had the this was the most watched divisional round playoff game in five years, had 43 million viewers. That's crazy. Um, you know, those kind of numbers on today's end on TV for for regular TV, are, it's just they don't exist anymore. So, you know, everyone watched this game. It's part of the reason yeah. it went up. You know, word of mouth got around, turn on this game, turn on this game. Um and you know, just flipping to the other side real quick. I hope you listened to us in week five or six when we were talking about Patrick Mahomes because we told you to buy, man. People were saying, "Oh, he's figured out uh, what's wrong with the Chiefs. Is Patrick Mahomes broken? Was he overrated all along?" Blah 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 blah. And man, what is he right now? I mean, you notice the second that game started, I was watching with my brother-in-law, and I I turned to him and I said, um, 
man, he's got the eye of the tiger tonight. Like he he's, mm-hmm. he does not want to lose. This is the most confident and aggressive I've seen him play in a while. Um, and you know, he's turned that corner back into being the best quarterback in football. Um, you know, he's 10% on a TFS. Like that's stupid. Um, that's just stupid. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, both guys here to stay, not real buy opportunities for either of them right now because, you know, they're, they're peaked um, when the off season hits, depending on how this plays out for Mahomes, you might have a little bit of opportunity, but you know, until next season comes and one of them goes on another, you know, maybe two or three game downstretch, your, your buying windows are, are mostly closed for these dudes. First things first, like we, we really got to get this out of the way. If, if your wife ever tells you that 13 seconds isn't long enough. Oh yeah. Just, just point her to Patrick Mahomes. That's yeah. plenty of time. Plenty mm-hmm. of time. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. When you got those guys. As you mentioned, uh, ever since we we thought Patrick Mahomes was quote unquote figured out or solved uh, by the cover two defense, Adam Levitan had the tweet, went 190 uh, of 263, 72% completion rate, 319.5 pass yards per game, 20 TDs, two INTs, six and one record. This is why I'm so confident in when we can we can talk about championship weekend here now, too. Uh, this is why I'm so confident in, in taking chalk this weekend with the chiefs advancing over Cincinnati and, and then the Rams advancing over the 49ers. I think that Patrick Mahomes is just on another level right now. Uh, he's taking stuff underneath stuff, something that he wasn't doing earlier this year. He was forcing the ball a little bit, had a bit of a turnover issue, but he's taking what the defense is giving him now as cliche as that sounds, but just, just the sport, this, this, Chiefs team, I I don't see this Bengals team coming away victorious this weekend. I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs advance, and I think we get to see him play against the Rams again. So, yeah, hopefully, looking forward to that matchup. What uh, would be would be a ton of fun. I would love to see these two offenses face off yep. against each other. So would I. And um, yeah, I mean that's what the great ones do, right? Like the all time greats adjust. They they adjust yeah. and um, they figure it out because they have that talent and they're that good. And he's proven it. Um, maybe there will be some other, uh, you know you know, revolutionary defensive coordinator <laughs> like Todd Bowles to come out, out of the, the woodwork um, and figure him out for a couple more games. But guess what? If they do, he'll figure that out too, because he's probably the best quarterback of all time. It's just how it is. And um, he's so young. And so we, we are fortunate enough to hopefully have another decade plus of this. So uh, man, you know, not much to say here other than, um, you know, take a look at what happens this coming weekend, you know, with, with him, I, I think, you know, if you need some money um, and he wins this weekend, I think that his market might hit highs. It hasn't in a while coming mm-hmm. into that Super Bowl because I think people would think this one is is um, a more of a sure thing than than he's had in a while just with how hot they are. Um, I think they're playing a different sport, even than the Rams who are, who are playing really, really yeah. good football right now. I, I just think the Chiefs are, are on another level. Uh, whoever won that game between the Chiefs or the Bills, I, I think would have been a, a really large favorite to, to, to run the table here. So I think, you know, that, that kind of um, narrative – would really pick up steam, I think, heading into the Super Bowl. So, you know, if you do need to, to sell off some homes, like I, I was selling Cody before the show, like I'm going to take some of my lower end Mahomes slabs. Um, I got some somewhere sitting around here, just like some silvers, like, you know, second and third year stuff, third, fourth year stuff, um, mosaics, things like that, that maybe a couple hundred dollar cards. I, I'm probably going to offload them around that time. Um, like my color blast and some of my shorter Mahomes stuff. Like I'm not really interested in moving because, you know, um, if you have color blast kabooms, like high end rookie yeah. stuff of Mahomes, like downtown inserts, um, these things like you don't have to sell that like super short print, right. like my color blast, man, like what are those 20 of those in the world? Yeah. Um, like why, why would I, unless I really need the money and like, yeah, like I'm about to, I bought a house, I'm married and we have kids <laughs> one day. Like maybe I do, maybe I do. And maybe that's one of the cards I look to sell, but like, you know, barring some crazy unforeseen circumstance, like that's the kind of stuff you just hold and, and there's no reason to, to, to let, let it go anywhere.
And if this stuff is out of your price range, which for, you know, the the rookie Mahomes stuff, a lot of it is going to be out of your right. price range at this point. Look to fractional. We've talked about fractional a lot. There's right plenty point. of Mahomes stuff on dibs. Uh, make sure you're looking at, you know, recent sales. Make sure you're not buying something that's already overvalued by the secondary market. Um, but I had a few shares in a Mahomes National Treasures RPA numbered out of five on rally. And that thing just got a buyout offer, oh, which I voted to decline knowing what was too. coming up. Why, why don't I ever see these emails? I'm, what is yeah, wrong with We needed you to vote no because it, it got approved. 66%. Ah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> heading into what I think is going to be another Chiefs Super Bowl, his third Super Bowl appearance in, in as many years. And it sold for like 7% above IPO. That thing had dipped, obviously, with the, with the market tanking a little bit and secondary markets on fractional sites, not fully... Uh, appreciating the assets that they have. Uh, but it just sold at 7% above IPO as we're heading into into like what is going to be another Super Bowl I victory. The, I guess people just need need the money. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and it's liquidity. And I, I just don't think you got to be careful about that on these on these fractional sites. I don't think the secondary markets are fully uh, mature yet. I don't think they fully understand how to price these assets. So if they get an offer above what they bought it at, whether it's a fair offer or not, most people are approving these, unfortunately. And it is shareholder weighted. Uh, you know, so I had 66% approval. I didn't own enough to to, <laughs> to stop the vote, stop the count. Uh, so it went through. Uh, it sold. I took my 7% or whatever it was profit and, and we're moving on. But long story short, just just keep your eyes out. There there could be deals out there on fractional sites like Dibs and Rally and Collectible and Otis and, and all these sites out there that are doing really great work. Just keep an eye out for getting stuff that's fairly valued. Yep. Um, great point. And I, sh- I have a perfect time. I actually, right before the show, got a DM from a uh, fan of the show. Shout out to Evan B. Um, messaged me. Uh, Yo, big fan of the pod. About to sign up for dibs now. I've heard you guys talk about it. Uh, any sign-up code or anything I should use? The answer to that question is uh, yes, actually. We do have a link you should go through for for dibs. It is dibs.app app.link slash etc um so if you actually just sign up using through that link we'll uh we'll you know our, our friends will know you, you came through us so um you know shout out to you evan uh, enjoy dibs i think they're you know the platform is getting better and better um you know by the day really and and you're, they're going to keep getting some great inventory um i know they're seeking out some some pretty grail cards uh on the regular so um yeah man it's a great great point uh sad to hear about that on rally with that card because you know those are the types of cards that you know are, are my thesis that i like to be yeah. investing in but just opened up rally to take a look and see if it's reflected in my account and i ended up just buying two shares of a board ape um <laughs> right now so uh my yeah man. so <laughs> <laughs> so there we are fun times fun making times trades on the podcast yep. cheers cheers to you okay so do we have an official establish the collection pick for championship wow. weekend i can add a one out of 250 hat do you know about this oh what hell yeah things? i can yeah. just do that no yeah, you can add that to your order. Uh, I, I wish I was wearing my rally hat right now, but they do. I mean, I haven't. I haven't been involved with one of these things yet where I can like buy a physical thing. Yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. shout I'm out to rally. Them. They they do they do merch really well. Um, and, and Gary mentioned the board ape stuff. We talked with Smith last week about board apes hitting a uh, hundred ETH four for the Super Bowl. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. But uh, you can get your your hands on some fractional shares I just of board this apes. Great hat. I one of two. Incredible! Incredible! I mean, how does that not go up in value? One of two fifty for the one of two fifty, and if you wear it, uh, million millionaire maker celebrity Gary Hartman, uh, it's got to go up in value. Just even more. my bags, bags of my fourteen dollars <laughs> worth of board ape. That's all I'm doing. I love um, it. I love it. Sorry, can we, can I, this, we, this this whole this show just went you know, completely sideways. But yeah, <laughs> can can we lock in an official establish the collection uh, conference championship 
picks and Super Bowl pick. Uh, I think that we're both on the Chiefs side. Yeah, let's uh, go with the chalk. And, and are we going to take chalk, chalk in the NFC, or are we are we rolling with the Super Gremlins? Are we rolling with Debo and Trent Williams and Mike McDaniel and and Sexy Man Jimmy G? Or are I we think, going? I with... do think they have a chance, but based yeah. off your your rambling on on your you know how much you really don't <laughs> think they do, I don't. I would never want to do that to you and put your name on an official Niners pick. So and and my heart my heart says as the Rams as well. So no, I'm I, I think it's the I think it's the Rams. I think it's uh, possibly fake sharp Sean McVay getting back to another yeah. Super Bowl and. Um, you know, chance to redeem himself after a pretty future performance a couple years ago against the Pats. So, yeah. all right, agreed. Hey, we we just talked Bills and Brian Dable. Uh, we got to give your Giants some quick love here because yeah, they finally. I don't even think we've talked about uh, them finally getting rid of Joe Judge. Yeah, them finally, they, finally getting rid of uh, the GM, and we're here, baby. We we've got Bills. Was he the assistant GM? Bills assistant yep. GM Joe Shane. Joe Shane. Yep. Recently hired, and Brian Dable. Baby just completed a second interview. It's looking likely Gary stamped 75% odds that uh, Brian Dable is the next head coach of the New York Giants. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me yeah, about the New York I, Giants and I, Daniel Jones. My prediction. So we're we're recording this on Wednesday. You'll probably hear this by like I'm uh, oh, sorry, but on Tuesday night where you know it's crossed the Wednesday threshold in my time zone. Um, Tuesday night, and uh, you know, so you'll get this out by by Thursday morning usually, and or Thursday early afternoon. My guess is we are uh, we as in the Giants are are interviewing. Um, our defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, tomorrow. We're interviewing uh, Brian, Brian Flores on Thursday. At that point, we applied to the Rooney Rule. Then we're also interviewing Wesley Frazier for an in-person interview on Friday. I think after that Friday interview, by Friday afternoon, I would be um, – I, I would. I, I is my prediction for when we announce Brian Dable as the next head coach of the New York Giants. I really hope so. Uh, him and Joe Shane are tied uh, all the way back to days in Miami. Um yeah, I mean, you know, talking about shows going off the rails, I was on a live show with Andrew Wiggins for the NBA when Joe Judge was announced fired. Uh, kind of like I was right now. I just have my phone next to me. Usually I don't, actually. Usually I have my phone like somewhere else or turned upside down. And I get the Twitter notification, Joe Judge is fired. We were like in the middle of talking about Brandon Ingram's value on the night. And I just completely stopped the show out of nowhere. And I just screamed uh, out of celebration uh, that they finally did the right thing to, to wipe the slate clean. <laughs> um, and I, I had I had high hopes for Joe Judge when he was hired. But, yeah. um, you know, there was really no way around this anymore. They had to... They had to start fresh and you know finally bringing in a guy that i really believe in here in joe shane an outside hire um whether or not he looked like he was kind of the favorite from the start it, they did hire but they did interview a bunch of candidates for gm um so you know for for the first time in a long time we we are able to have some optimi optimism for uh the giants you know it's it's not you know a lot of optimism optimism there's a lot of problems with the roster where it currently stands and they don't have much cap room but that's what you do when you bring in one of the best um gm candidates you know the assistant gm to the buffalo bills been you know um you know the right hand man to brandon bean for a long time and uh you know just amazing praise uh brought in his way so i'm really excited about what joe shane's bringing to the giants and um you know all signs point and i you know i really hope uh, that it's true that Brian Dable's coming in. And I mean, the Giants haven't had an offensive line like that really ever, but just a player's guy. People love playing for him. One of the most innovative offensive minds. Um, you know, I think he would be able to, you know, get compile really good coaching staff because people really respect him. Uh, worked under Saban, worked under Belichick, obviously uh, has worked under McDermott now for the last couple of years. Uh, just what to me, uh, somebody that should have been considered over the last couple of seasons for head coaching yeah. jobs. And if we can get him in the door for the Giants, man, I, I, um, I, I've been kind of Giants performance over the last couple of years. This is a team yeah. that, you know, just to, to, to finish my tangent here meant more to me than anything in the world, like anything in the world. It, it got yeah. me through my childhood. Like I, you know, in, in, in more ways than, than one, like I, I didn't miss a game for 10 years. I would drive home from Maryland, uh, from, from, from college at the university of Maryland to go to games every Sunday when they were home. Um, you know, it was something that was, you know, religion 
for me. And what this, what the last decade has turned into has, has actually, it's saddened me so much to the core that I can't even take it, that I'm just numb <laughs> to it. So to have a, you know, a sliver of optimism is, is good for, for a while. So let's, let's bring this thing home. Let's hire Brian Dable and let's uh, start writing the ship, uh, starting with the draft, um, you know, where we have two top 10 picks. So excited for the future of the giants for, for at least for a minute here. After that, that rain, I don't even want to try and pump my Daniel Jones bags here because <laughs> I, I'm just happy for you as a, as a sports fan, as as getting back to your childhood roots of of cheering for hopefully uh, what is what is to be a good New York Giants football team for the next decade or more or more. No, but let's pump our Jones bags quickly because we were talking also before the air. I mean, unless something really weird shakes out, like a yeah. Russell Wilson walks in the door or something. You know, in all likelihood, Daniel Jones is the quarterback for the Giants next year. They're, they're in cap hell. He doesn't have the cap hit yet. Um, he's still on the rookie deal. Uh, you know, the, the, this this rookie quarterback class is nothing to write home about. So unless Joe Shane really falls in love with one of these guys, which is possible. We talked about, you know, Patrick Mahomes was the 10th pick. Uh, Josh Allen was like the 7th. We have five and seven. You know, so it's possible that, you know, he, he does fall in love. With, but there's no, you know, pr- uh, consensus, like great quarterback prospect in this draft. So unless there's that happen, I don't see a world in which um, Daniel Jones is the starter for one more year. And, you know, potentially under Aaron Brown Dable. Listen, I'm not part of this giant Twitter that's saying he's the next, you know, he's going to turn him into Josh Allen or whatever. There's only one Josh Allen. Josh Allen is Josh Allen. But there's no doubt that if he stays healthy, he'd put up his best numbers under a Brian Bale system. I mean, it's just happened by default. So, um, you know, it's a decent place to be as long as Daniel Jones is that starter for next season. Silver PSA 10 selling for $81 on Daniel Jones. I mean, it's just, it, it's low risk. And if nothing else, if you can find one going at auction or, or listed at buy now on eBay, if nothing else, you guys can can live along with Gary and I and our yeah, Daniel baby. Jones bags. But uh, down 90% uh, over the last six months. I mean, and, and, and rightfully so. It's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah, 100%. Hopefully, hopefully he gets a shot. Hopefully he is the guy to, uh, to help Dave will bring this thing home. For the Giants, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, more more so fun than anything else, and more so just having fun with our our guy Daniel Jones. Quickly yep. before we wrap things up today, we got to talk this eBay authentication news that dropped today. Yeah, every time, crazy, right? Every time we get ready to record and think it through show topics, it seems like the hobby gives us kind of another uh, hot topic to discuss. But first things first, uh, I, I think seeing the announcement today from eBay, the first thing that I noticed, it was pretty neat to see. That eBay, they announced uh, during the announcement, they acknowledged that the sports card vertical is growing significantly faster than its total marketplace. And the category saw $2 billion in transactions in the first half of 2021, which is the same amount the platform did for the entire year of 2020 in the trading card category. So I thought that was pretty neat just to see from the jump. More so, this authentication thing starting immediately. They will uh, eBay will begin authenticating raw cards that are worth at least seven hundred and fifty dollars, and will soon include graded cards that sell for north of two fifty. Um, so, what does that mean for us as buyers and sellers? When a buyer makes a purchase, the seller ships the card to authenticators. Uh, in this case, it'll be CSG. The authenticator will take up to two days to authenticate the card, and if the item passes the authentication, it will be shipped to the buyer with two day secure delivery. And if not, if it fails, then it'll be sent back to the seller and the buyer is refunded. So as of now, eBay is handling uh, all the fees, giving you all of the information you need just to ship it out like you would normally as a seller. And as a buyer, you'll receive it the same way. You pay your seller and it'll go through the authentication process, assuming everything checks out. Then you'll receive the card same way that you would normally. Um, obviously, Gary, you've built a, a pretty substantial business. And I can see over your your left shoulder there that you've got a ton of cards probably ready to go out the door. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> what does this mean for you? What I mean, you had you had some takeaways instantly. What and you've yeah, had some time I, to sit on it. What does it mean? When I first sent you article, I hadn't even read it all the way through. I mean, I, I'm of two minds. Like, you know what? If at the end of the day, it's it's nothing. You know, it's it's no pain off my back as far as my process. Like where I'm I'm listing, I'm selling, and I'm shipping. Um, you know, it's not that big a deal, and I guess it's good overall for um, you know, the you know, just overall ethics of of the hobby, yeah. but. Um, you know, I, I know th that they've done this with shoes, with sneakers yep. and watches, purses, yeah. I think all kinds of, and uh, I know there's yeah. been some issues with the sneaker stuff, like where people have sent in that what things that they know are hundred percent real that have gotten deemed fake. Um, so like, it's just an imperfect process in that sense. And, you know, if you're really strapped for money and you put a high end card up, like I mean, your, your card, your funds are now probably going to get held for a couple more days while this goes through this process. So, you know, that part's a little bit annoying. Um, but you know, a plus of it is what, I, as I said, you know, it, it'll it'll kind of bring some more legitimacy to the hobby. And two, um, you know, you probably should never really have to deal with lost cards in the mail that you're responsible for, right? As long yeah. as they reach the eBay people, they're responsible for that card at that point. Um, so I think and I, that actually helps a little bit. Like I've had, I've you know, I, I've sold thousands of cards on eBay now, and I've probably had three or four that just get lost in the mail, and you have to open mm -hmm. up these cases, and like a lot of time you just lose. Um, the money as the seller because you have to refund the buyer so you lose the money and the card um so you know in this case hopefully uh you know that might help a little bit so that's kind of something maybe not being spoken about a little bit here but it's still you know to me just a little bit of a pain in the ass that they're adding the step but at the end of the once it's normalized and i guess it wouldn't be too big a deal um and you know a lot of the 80 of the stuff i do um not with slabs with slabs it probably is over this threshold the 250 but of the raw 80 percent is still under the 750 um, yeah. threshold at least for now so you know nothing's going to change too much for me sometimes i'll sell a raw card that's worth more than that for sure and you know they you you jump through whatever hoops you have to jump through yeah and if it if it helps you as a as a buyer to protect you a little bit making yes, sure you're not getting sure. cards that are sure. fake and getting scammed then my perspective you know is like 90 percent cited as a seller obviously i buy on ebay but like yeah, yeah that's a great, sure. great point you should talk for about sure. it from the buyer's perspective yeah um, yeah, and as long as uh, the other thing that I think of that was interesting that I saw, uh, I was reading the TechCrunch article, so I'm sure there's different variations of that article out there. But uh, eBay is handling the cost associated with the authentication process as of now. But they also made a, uh, made sure to note that that could change in the future. Uh, so if this adds uh, an added cost to the seller or the buyer, whatever the case may be, that'll be interesting to keep an eye on as well. Hopefully yep. not. Uh, as you mentioned, a lot of this stuff, uh, especially with, with just raw cards, uh, not dealing with too much over 750 raw as of right now when the graded cards get added that'll be a, a whole different ball game yep, but exactly interesting thing to keep an eye on not not a whole lot to discuss right now hopefully just adds as you mentioned a little bit more legitimacy to the hobby if you want to get us out of here really quick because we got baseball hall of fame announcements and the baseball writers association of america fails us again crazy talk, talk to us about uh, this hall of fame class big poppy gets in barry bonds is out roger clemens is out uh any general hobby takeaways or just just takeaways in general yeah well i mean it is worth noting um you know the david ortiz is, is i think is fine you know he i don't know what his market's like because he's my least favorite baseball player of all time so i've never really <laughs> i've never really looked into it um i didn't even think about that when you when you mentioned uh david ortiz got in i didn't i didn't even put the the red Sox see, he's, connection uh, together he's got a fleer base psa 10 it's got a pop of 1100 that seems to be his flagship rookie card and it is valued at 600 on um card ladder up uh six percent over the last two weeks on three sales that'll go up a little bit now that you got a bump so that'll probably settle in around like a 700 dollars card that's totally fine if you're a ortiz collector cool um 
my bigger takeaway here is on the bonds Clemens side of it. Um, you know, we, it's been trending this way. They have reached highs in, in their percentage uh, of, vote, of votes this year, but it was their last year on the official ballot for not reaching the threshold. So, um, you know, it's just, they're, they're not getting in unless it's by the, you know, the, that special committee that votes again in whatever it is, 10, 15 years on these guys, 20 years. So it's a shame because, um, you know, the, the all-time hits leader, not in the Hall of Fame, Pete Rose. The all-time home runs hitter, not in the Hall of Fame, Barry Bonds. The all-time Cy Young winner, Roger Clemens, not in the Hall of Fame. That just, listen, we, you can argue on the steroid stuff, but all, anyone that I see that puts out their ballots, which are people that I respect, like the Ken Rosenthal, those guys, uh, they, they voted for these guys because yeah. at the end of the day, the Hall of Fame is a museum um, and, you know, it tells the history of the sport and, you know, all these guys should be in. Um, but you know, it's, it doesn't take away like the Barry Bonds Hall of Famer before he ever injected a needle into his butt or arm or wherever he did it. So, you know, it's a shame. It's an absolute shame, but, uh, from a hobby perspective, it hurts. It hurts because I know there were some people speculating, Hey, well, they're getting kind of close. Like maybe they could squeeze their way in. Uh, but nope, not happening. Um, you know, I do think if it did and they were ever legitimized by the sport again, it would give real credence to some of those flagship cards that these guys had. I mean, the Bonds Pirates cards from those late eighties were, yeah. were big cards for a while. Um, and, you know, I, I know so like his tops traded and his tops Tiffany uh, in a PSA 10 or, or whatever still sells really well. But, you know, I think it would those cards would have jumped up from like $400 cards to to grand plus if they were able to squeeze mm -hmm. into the Hall of Fame. So uh, it's a shame. It's just a shame. Yeah, you mentioned just having Barry Bonds, uh, a Hall of Fame career before, quote unquote, all that happened. Uh, 411 home runs, 445 stolen bases uh, from 1986 to 1998. Right. Uh, he was the only one to do that. So truly, truly a Hall of Famer. Uh, just just crazy that he is not going to be there. Uh, as you mentioned, a, mu a museum of baseball and some of the game's best players won't be there. It is it is a shame. Uh, good to see Big Poppy get in, if nothing else, just to tilt yeah, you a little bit. Deserving. I mean, he cheated too, but, you know, it's all the same stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, we can get out of there on that. Lots of NFL talk continuing. Uh, I hope we get the... The big showdown that we're all awaiting with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Real quick, actually, real quick, just to hop back a second. I want to ask you, because I saw this uh, tweeted out from Starstock. Uh, obviously, you guys know who Starstock is, marketplace for sports cards trading and, and buying and selling. Um, they tweeted out, what would be bigger for the hobby, Patrick Mahomes winning a Super Bowl or Joe Burrow winning a Super Bowl? Do you have a, a take? Oh, wow. That's interesting. Um Burrow, Burrow would be more, more big, would be bigger for the hobby because Mahomes has a less of a, of a, a threshold to reach. He's already won the Super Bowl. He's won MVP. He's going to, people expect him to continue to do those things. But if Burrow uh, somehow did it in, in his second year here, coming off an injury, coming, you know, while his stuff is just kind of on its way up, uh, yeah, that would have a bigger impact on the hobby for sure. Also, it would legitimize this ultra modern um, year, yeah. right? Like that, like kind well, of that Luke, like similar to the, 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 uh, the, the, the Zion jaw year, yeah. the, 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 you know, it, it's counterpart was Herbert Burrow, right? So they, it's a lot of um, product out there, but it would legitimize it kind of in a way. When we would have this true, true Mount Rushmore of uh, Mount Rushmore of modern slash ultra modern uh, NFL quarterbacks with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and, and obviously Justin Herbert, yep. who was still in that, that category, but four guys who are going to be making noise for many years to come. Hopefully, they do big things this weekend with Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. We'll see what happens. Hopefully our picks come to fruition. Hopefully we see a Rams versus Chiefs Super Bowl. I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, for Gary, I'm Cody. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the games, everyone.